What's going on, dickheads? Thank you guys for returning and listening to our podcast. We love it when you do that, and we mucho appreciato. Would you not do that? Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> The music. Fish is fucking awful. So as I said earlier, thank you guys for listening to another episode. Tristan's here, and I wish that he would step back from the ledge that he's on. Oh, fuck. I could understand. It's the wrong episode, dude. What are you doing? They don't know that. I could just they be... They will. I could just be being... They might. I, that's, I would understand. He would... <laughs> They, they'll understand. <laughs> they will understand. So, yeah, time for another review, guys. We have heard from multiple people that you guys enjoy the reviews, so it's time to bring them back. It's only because I'm on the reviews. That's what it is. That's that's what it is. Ask Christopher Morris. He said it himself. Christopher Morris. Shout out Christopher Morris. A.K.A. Too Tall Jones. Ed Too Tall Jones. Ed Too Tall Jones. He was only 6'6". Six, six. That's not even that tall. Was he really? It, I mean, I guess it is for alignment mm. or an end, whatever he was. Anyway, regardless. This not is, nowadays, really, though. This isn't the fucking NFL Yeah, this dick. isn't a sports podcast. We're not the the yeah. Markleys. Seriously, Tristan doesn't even know what he's talking about anyway, so we'll just nope. continue. Anyway, the Markleys. I caught that. That was a good one. They know a lot about a lot of nothing. Anyway. <laughs> so we're back with the review, and this week on the podcast, we're going to be reviewing one of my favorite albums. I'll go in saying that I say that it's one of my favorite albums, but I didn't. Emphasis on his. Yeah, I didn't try to fuck off. I didn't try to rank it as if I already knew it was my favorite <laughs> album. I tried to give completely unbiased uh, rankings on just what I heard. So You could have told me that when we reviewed Dirt. I did that too. I, yeah, but I, I feel like. No, I mean, I ranked uh, it as my favorite album. Well, I mean, but I'm just saying, I feel like without knowing that album, I'm I still kidding. gave it pretty unbiased and we were close to each other, I think, on that album. Other than that one song where he was like, we're going to be doing Before These Crowded Streets by Dave Matthews Band. So Before These Crowded Streets is the third studio album by Dave Matthews Band. It was released on April 28th, 1998. You guys were only, what, like four or five years old then? 98? Yeah. Was I was two. two. One. You were one? Yeah. Well, actually, what what date did it come out? April 28th, 1998. Yeah, I was, I was one and a half. Yeah, I was uh, six years old. Old fucker. Thanks, know, Grandpa. Right? My old lady was older than you. I was six years old, standing in line at uh, fucking FYE waiting to get this out. clubs you can never get in. Yeah. <laughs> God. It was the last official album by the group to be produced by longtime producer Steve Lillywhite until 2012's Away from the World and their first the bottom of the ninth you're an idiot <laughs> and their first album recorded at the plant recording studios in California did they ever get in Salisota, California I don't remember the album title is taken from the lyrics of the song The Dreaming Tree it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart so yeah as I said earlier it was already an album that I was fairly familiar with because I'm a Dave Matthews Band fan and uh, because this is my favorite Dave Matthews Band album. At least, you know what I'm thinking, though? Like, it's hard for me to say that because I feel like I need to go and do the reviews like we're doing on this album for every Dave Matthews Band album to see what I really think. Tristan knew the album before we started reviewing it because I'd showed it to him yeah, months ago. Yeah, a little bit of it. Yeah, a little bit months ago. And then Chance just hates Dave Matthews Band. And no, I just hate Dave Matthews. The band is Dave fine. Matthews. Dave Matthews is a fuck. <laughs> All right. So I'm really, I'm, I'm curious big time what two songs specifically on this album get from you guys because there's two songs that I really really want to know what you guys thought of so we'll start with Pontala P or PNP as us Dave fans call it which is the first song on the album and we didn't re- give it a rating. We did talk about it and review it a little bit. I, I mean, I have like 10 words to say about 10 that. Words? Okay. So, I mean, me personally, I, th- I think it's a really cool start to the album. Yeah, that's what I am. It kind of opens everything up for everything to come, which is to me what is a good either one number one song or an intro to an album is. Yeah, I think it just it sets a happy vibe for basically yeah. the rest of the album. And I love the way that it transitions into Rapunzel. Yeah. I really liked that. It, the music's it's just it's a like it's a fun little thing. Like the music's fun and like you had said it kind of really just it's it's cool. I don't know what you said, but it's a hap, it's a happy yeah, vibe. Happy. That's what I was going for. And but the, I really dig the drums in it because the drums are just like going going nuts off the first song. I mean it's Carter, so he's an amazing drummer. But then I, I love how it comes down to just Dave kind of singing a little thing and then just like his last words and then boom, Rapunzel starts. Yeah, I love that. Loved it. If wearing sandals in Oklahoma was a song, that's all I have to say about it. All right. Well, yeah, that's a happy vibe. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that you got cool little fucking jokes to make about this album. I can't wait till we get to the album that you want to review. Um, so we'll start with the first song that snare we... Snare drum, snare drum, hi-hat. <laughs> We're going to start with the first song that we actually wrote a rating down for, which is Rapunzel. Give them me, give them me, 
as you said prior, I really I enjoy tremendously how the last bit of PNP goes right into Rapunzel. It just leads right into it. And I think immediately Rapunzel is just kind of funky. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's just immediately like this. It follows the happy vibe from the nice transition from PNP into just this funky, awesome beat. I actually love the song Rapunzel. And it's got like a cool little electric part on the guitar, which this is Tim Reynolds' of like first album with the band before he actually joined the band. But the electric in this in this song right here has got a nice little riff going on in the background. And I love like what the drums do in the beginning of this. It's almost like I, I related to like scatting. Like if somebody's going to scat, like he's kind of like like all over the place. Like it's really, really cool. And I mean, what I can't, can't stress to you how much I think just Carter is an amazing, amazing drummer. The song started sticking out to me the most when, when Dave came in and the bass line as well. Like I just think the bass line and Dave's vocals in, in the beginning when he first starts singing is what I was like, oh shit, okay, this is dope. Well, and that's what I love about the band at least is because like there's no weak links in this band. Like Carter's an amazing Other drummer. Dave. But <laughs> Stefan, like you hear him playing these bass parts and there's a lot, there's songs on this album that bass really drives the song and you see that and you hear it and he's such a good bass player and this is another perfect example. He's got a lot of cool bass lines in there but I really enjoy like the punches that they do the top yeah, like, all the punctuation yeah, punctuations yeah before they lead into that first verse and then you also hear those little tiny like riffs underneath everything that he's playing while Dave's singing it's almost like a break like a call and response type thing I really enjoy it as well yeah I like the intros in 5-4 it's not like just the standard thing that you normally come out with like you said I like the punctuation and stuff in the riffs the first change in the bass line makes it like it changes up pretty quickly I like yeah. that like the staccato nature of the verse is so sick like the way that he sings and whatnot the high note is also a very nice addition the guitar is very subtle in a lot of ways. Carter sits really, really good the mix. About a minute and 15 into the song, he starts doing this like hi-hat motion that sounds like sober. I don't know how to describe like what that is as like a drummer, but yeah. it sounds quite a bit like sober, but he only does it for like 10 seconds. He's just mixing it up quite a bit. All those drummers out there tell us what we're talking about. And then like a minute and 50, he hits this really, really badass fill. And then like 220, there's just really smooth transitions that I liked. The I violin in the background, the chorus and the bridge was also nice. I like how you're adding like actual time spots. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. I did the same thing here. I really like how Dave's voice in itself is almost like an instrument going on in this song. Mm-hmm. Like he's singing, but it's like it's it, it just it fits almost like his. Yeah, instrument. he uses his vocals like yeah, cussively. If so. like everything going on around him is just like it fits together with everything. And like I said, the, the punches and the accents in this song are really, 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 really cool. Like I said, you're talking about the fills, and Carter just kills the fills on this thing, and he, his fills are so tasteful, like to the mm-hmm. point, like they're really, really good. I like how the music is like rising around. Dave's singing and like that breakdown part like the music all comes in around it and kind of brings it the whole thing up with Dave's voice and you're talking about Boyd on the violin and then this one he adds like a little here and a little there if you're not super familiar with like violin or how it fits in this band like sometimes it can be really difficult to pick out the violin parts that are going on this song yeah that's true and like that's what I said was it's the here and there and like you really gotta listen to be able to pick out what he's doing on the violin yeah and I also noted that he's like playing a very European style violin like throwing it in there it doesn't sound like it's playing like fiddle or yeah. like anything that would be done in America it sounds very like traditional and classical I thought that the bridge in this song was spectacular mm-hmm. that's uh I mean there's like 85% of this song everybody in the band is just fucking going off like that's the only yeah, way I can much. describe it like they're all just going off but the bridge is what it's what stuck out to me the most yeah and that's what in I'd the whole entire it. song and the ending was like so trippy yeah like I, did, I couldn't even really tell what all was going on it was it was so trippy to me I really enjoy how everything picks up at the end and makes it that jammy kind of groovy feeling that you are expecting and that's that's the thing that I, I feel like they do well when it's on an album because obviously as a guy that's seen them live so many times like they shine when they're live because they can do these extended jams almost like the dead well they probably sense. change it up a little bit oh, live too yeah. it's probably not always the same thing they do that and it's a reoccurring thing because you'll find that like almost at the end of every song it's like a little jam piece that they kind of it's almost like their sort of interpretation of what they do live and I really enjoy that and like Leroy's solo in this one is, is really well too of course Leroy's a sax player for those of you that don't know mm-hmm. and, and now I feel like you guys when you're talking about the whole Alice in Chains stuff because you know everybody by name and that's how I do the band because I know everybody by name now. I don't know what's going on at the very end of this, but it's so. I don't think anybody does. It's, it's just so literally cool. fucking badass. Yeah. Uh, and like 525, Carter's doing some shit you would hear Chris Adler from Lamb of God do on the crash cymbals. It's very, very metal, honestly. Other than that, yeah, there's just some really weird noises and shit at the end. I really appreciated that. That's what I, it's yeah. always good for it's, the brain. It's all, like I said, it's almost, if you listen to it, it's almost just nonsense. Mm-hmm. But that's what's going on. And, and, and the way that it works with this song is just, it, it makes something really, really, really special. 
special. It also makes a point too as well. It's not just senseless. And I mean, we'll, I won't dive into the lyrics on this one too far, but like obviously it's a love song written in a really like mm-hmm. different a kind fun of way. way, like very fun. Yeah. Most of your love songs are like ballads and slow, but this one's like upbeat and funky and, and fun. With that being said, let's go ahead and give ratings and I'm going to let you guys do ratings first on this album and I'm sure we can do that with the Metallic album that we're going to review here soon. I'll go first on those. So I want to know what you guys thought of this song. So let's hear your rating on Rapunzel. I gave it an 8.9. That's high. I gave it an 8.4. I have the lowest of all of us. It's 8.3 for me. Okay. We're right there though. Yeah. I mean, we're all in the eights. I don't think Dave Matthews Band is a bad band and I think this is a good album. Like it's just, it's Dave and his vocals that do it for me. Yeah, that'll, we'll talk about that in another album in a little bit. All right. So we'll move on to the next song on the album, which is The Last Stop. Jesus Christ, from the first note of this song, it just fucking pulls you in. Well, the songs blend together. That's why I said the last song actually has a purpose in the senseless shit that's going on. It's not actually senseless. It just kind of like blends into it. So the market noise or whatever the fuck's going on in the background. I got a very different vibe. Like, I got a very lethargic vibe from the intro to this song. Uh, I think it's a way different vibe than what PNP and Rapunzel was giving off. absolutely, yeah. I I wasn't sure at that point in the song how much I was liking it. I did like that it was a change up and it was like slow and lethargic, but it wasn't what I had expected to be yeah. the third song on the album. I know what you mean. Yeah. And I would, I would assume that you would agree, Tristan, like very kind of Middle Eastern type of mm-hmm, feel yeah. here. Um, I, I actually have something to say about that okay. later when we get towards the end of the song. The melody in this is, is ridiculously good to me and it works yeah. so well. And then, like I said, with the Boyd thing with him on the violin, his slow, the, just those slow little things he's playing on the violin mm-hmm. adds so much to the feel of what's going on here. And I love how the horns and acoustic follow the melody throughout that verse. Yeah, no, this song is the tits i'd fucking like this immediately the first like 30 seconds i was like okay no i didn't know dave would be able to do this yeah and, and like i said about the violin like the violin really stands out in this song and it makes it something mm-hmm. it just it just makes it really really special well the key of the song to me is what stood out the most like immediately it's in like f sharp phrygian or some shit but like you can notice the phrygian is that middle eastern fucking sounding yeah. stuff that they're doing i do want to point out that i was actually 100 sober when i reviewed this album <laughs> and it's still like it still seemed like a ritual to me almost like yeah. it was very weird and slow and choppy which I liked but it just almost seemed kind of like a ritual yeah. this and it was kind of freaking me out to be honest. This song should have been in the Scorpion King or some shit. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about when I say like there's certain fans that go see bands all the time that chase songs like mm-hmm. they really and this is a song that a lot of people chase that they don't do all the time anymore and there's another one in the album later on that is the same way I, and I know you guys have talked about Stefan or Stefan, Stefan, Stefan Lassard on the bass earlier. It's funny that we have a Stefan here and then we have a Stefan here later on um to me this is where it really shows like his bass playing really shows up to me i mean oh he was, yeah he's a bad dude he was like it was strong on rapunzel but this song really allows him to be heard like it, his parts are really out there and you can pick it out well, i think he's, he's kind of the driving force of this song in a way yeah the song makes it like feel like you're alive in a desert city at nighttime oh I, honestly I mean, that, it, that is a perfect it yeah. really could have been in like i don't want to say aladdin but fucking the scorpion king it, or some where's shit the rock set. at when you need him yeah i know you're not a big fan of Dave's vocals, but I really feel like I like this, him in this song. Well, this is what I was about to say to Chance. Like, I really feel like his his vocals here are really, really good, and it kind of shows what mm-hmm. he can do. Like, I know, he, and I always relate everybody to Freddie Mercury, but like, I know he's not Freddie Mercury. I get that, but like, here his voice really does a good job on this. See, movie. I didn't like his vocals in this one. Yeah. The attention to detail, though, the tin whistle in the back is what I think really, really just like is the glue to this fucking song because it really puts a stamp on that Middle Eastern fucking yeah. sound. Well, and like the banjo. Just yes. randomly. That, yeah. That's another thing I love about Dave. They make these instruments work where they shouldn't. Yeah, you're not really going to hear a banjo. Yeah, exactly. Fucking... Well, especially in like a jam band. But like yeah. it, when it first comes in, it really adds a, a lot to the song. And that's where I like it, it adds a lot to the song without taking away from it. And that's what I'm kind of talking about. It's like you don't expect to hear a banjo here. Well, that's like, in my opinion, I think that's just them trying to get the sound of um, I'm not exactly sure what the fuck those instruments are called. Something like a sitar? Something like that. Not necessarily a sitar. No, I'm pretty sure that's like Indian. That's like 
like a little less Middle Eastern, but um, just some, something of that nature. It's like I, I can make my guitar sound like a mandolin and shit yeah. like that all the time. So well, I, I think it's that the rendition of trying to do that with a banjo, I guess. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like it, it adds to but, it. Yeah. And it doesn't take away from mm-hmm. it. Like a lot of times you'll hear an instrument and be like, I don't know why that's there. Like it doesn't do that. And like I, I noticed we were talking about uh, Ste- Stefan on the Stefan. I don't know. I, mean, I, I they say it every day, which way, but on the bass, like when he, Dave goes, this is the last stop. Stefan has that. Hey, it's really really cool how that just little tiny thing that goes on it just I, mm-hmm. it, it sounded I could pick it out and it stood out to me and this song once again towards the end of the song really fucking jams to be able to like switch moods and scales so seamlessly is actually pretty cool because they kind of go back and forth on like a completely different fucking scale there for a minute sax syncopation at one point where he's like hitting the sax as the drums are like under it it's really fucking cool Carter's also doing these like Swiss triplet things that Danny does all the time that kind of shit I noticed that immediately and was like hell yeah um see and that's what i tell people like people are like yeah we know carter's a good drummer like no carter's a fucking, fucking good no he like, really, really is a good, really drummer. good drummer but it kind of just adds an off time sound to what the fuck's going on yeah and i mean we're talking you said talking about the sax like once again killer sax on the outro yeah. here and like if this song didn't like if it didn't start strong enough out of the gate to me like i said that first note pulls me in mm-hmm. like when it weaves into and what becomes like right before the end before going to that guitar banjo bass outro that's kind of once again switches up you don't think the song is going to go there it's just it's incredible mm-hmm. here to me because the end of that song just really starts to fucking jam and it just gets me so involved in what's going on and i don't know if you guys know who bella fleck is but bella flex on the banjo he's, he's the one doing the tin whistle too uh, actually tin whistle is uh is, is uh Leroy on this album you sure almost positive i don't think that's what i read because i looked up the banjo player and then it said he was doing tin whistle too so personnel i could be wrong Additional members, Bella Fleck. Yeah, this is a song that I would seek out. Yeah, Bella Bella Flex on the banjo. Leroy's playing saxophone, penny whistle, and clarinet. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I said, Bella Flex a world renowned. Like every, a lot of people that know that type of music, he's a, he's an amazing. People know who he is. He's a great banjo player. I actually saw him do one of the songs on this album with the band in Burgettstown one year. No shit. Yeah, so that's let's, badass. Let's jump into the lyrics here real quick. Um, I mean the lyrics in this song are really really good. I mean obviously I really enjoy the music, but like I feel like a lot of people are just going to overlook the lyrics and um so i'll just read a couple to you and how is this hate so deep lead us also blindly killing killing fools are we if hates the gate to peace then this is the last stop i really enjoy that just it, it's not an it's genius it's not an isbel yeah it's not an isbel thing where like he's riding around but if hates the gate to peace then this is the last stop yeah. and it's funny because i had a friend of mine that posted a song that was like oh we can all relate to what's going on in dc a couple days ago and i'm like boom right here evident you know always war that's crazy because when did this album come out mm, shit what did i say 98 98? Yeah. It goes on to say, Oh, is war the only way to peace? Well, I don't fall for that. You're raining tears. You're righteous, so righteous, so righteous. You're always so right. Go ahead and dream. Go ahead. Go ahead. Believe that you are the chosen one. Right is wrong now. Shut up your big lie. Oh, and the black is white lie. You comb. I love the line right there. You comb your hair to hide your lying eyes. You're righteous, so righteous, so righteous. You're always so right. But why is your lie? Go ahead and dream. Go ahead and believe that you are the chosen one. Like I said, the music's so good. I think in this song that the lyrics are often overlooked and it's just a really really powerful song lyrically to me as well yeah they're very intense and well thought out yeah sure. and there's a lot of songs with lyrics like that in the song and if you're not listening or in the album if you're not listening you don't you can't identify that so with all that being said rating time what'd you all give it i gave it a 6.9 god damn yeah give it a 9.1 i figured with you not having much to say 9.1 is really high one i'm surprised on that one i, I figured with you not it's having much to say it would probably get a lower rating from you chance for me it's an 8.7 so I, i'll say right now so far and so saying that this is one of my favorite albums Tristan has gave the both both of the two songs we've rated so far a higher rating than me so good on you Tristan you know you're wearing a Slipknot hoodie right now we've got number four on the album which is Don't Drink the Water fucking hate this song or you're crazy or ddtw yeah. ddt what yeah ddtw bro i ain't got on fucking don't drink the water everyone yet. at the dave matthews band concert is too fucking high to remember that no they're not trust me dude you're there ain't a bunch of sober people walking around a fucking dave concert there's no way dude you've never been to a dave concert dude though. that is awful why are you sober at a dave concert what the fuck is wrong with you people why are you sober at any concert i mean pretty much yes but we, we told this a story. is smoking weed music we we t- we told a story 
I've done that before too. Uh, that's another story on the concert stories. But like I was saying, we we done the concert stories episode, and I already talked about how I was shit faced drunk at a day of concert before. So I've been there and I've done that. But yeah, don't drink the water or DDTW, as most day fans call it. I just want to say. And loving and hearing this song done in person live multiple times, this song doesn't hold a candle or do justice to what they do at live. This song on the album is I enjoy it, but it's not what they do live. And I'll try to rate, I'll try to rate and review that, not knowing what the live one sounds like. I did like the slow intro. Yeah, the band. Um, I like really cool. just kind of the creepy vibe that Dave's vocals give off in this, but there wasn't a whole lot in this song that that did anything for me. Well, remind me when we're done recording this because I have to show you one in particular version of this live and I know I sound like a Grateful Dead guy right now that's like oh listen to the fucking, fucking fan. listen to the fucking 1998 version of them and uh I mean, cool. Tool, Tool was the worst show I ever went to Red Rocks um but yeah like you were saying the banjo I really enjoy the slow banjo feel at the start of this and when the drums really come in it, it takes the song somewhere else to me then into the chorus which is great as well and I really really like Dave's falsetto I've always been a fan of Dave's falsetto but I really enjoy his falsetto in this one as well Tristan you got anything to say just mm-hmm. nice Be- yeah, Bella Fleck coming in with the banjo again the bass is very gentle beneath the banjo but i already wanted to turn this off like really early into the fucking song wow the addition of the wall in the second verse is pretty cool super trippy i enjoy the way the constant wall and the banjo blend together i also put that maybe i'm not high enough for this (laughs) three minutes and 35 seconds the way it gets heavier is sick the overall buildup of it is awesome well we were talking about stefan on the bass earlier like i think he's got some really cool bass in this he tears it the whole time during this song Mm -hmm. and i really like the wall comes in and it builds that second verse it takes what it was the first verse and builds the second verse and it keeps it from becoming as redundant as the first verse and i love how the horns rise on the lines i have no time to justify fool your blind move aside from me like the horns rise with those lyrics and i really enjoy that as well and the the building of the bridge you were to get in there tristan like leading to that vocal outro be, uh, before the instrumental outro is really really cool and once again the wall and the guitar at the end is great fits really really well with what's going on that's the only thing that stuck out to me in this song was the uh, the outro vocals yeah well and that's what I'm about to talk about too is Alanis Morissette also is featured on this song as well. Jesus fucking Christ, no wonder it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not a fan of Alanis. I think she adds a lot with her backing vocals that's going on towards the end. Like, I really, really enjoy what's going on. And I like Dave's run that he does with his voice. The yeah, yeah. Like, at the end of the song, I really, really enjoy that as well. See, that's the shit that I cannot stand. Yeah. <laughs> he does. That's the shit I don't like. As slow as this starts on that album, it builds into something truly beautiful at the end, in my opinion. The music's great. The lyrics written very wonderful too too bad it's not about something so wonderful the, the song in fact is very very dark mm-hmm. compared to you know what I, I don't know like i really enjoy the song what would you say i really enjoy the song and i think it's a beautiful song but the lyric is very dark uh the little flute jam afterwards i like as well it's almost like a palate cleanser for what comes next i did i did like the vibe that the whole outro vocals and music was giving i, I did like it's kind of creepy in a way that the vibe that they're trying to give off when uh in dave's vocals and when he goes away i don't know if you have much more to say about the song in general Tristan? Okay. Pretty much. I mean, not really. I mean, I didn't really enjoy it. It yeah. was decent structuring. So, with you listening to it, I don't know how much you guys picked up lyrics at all, if any, but do you have any idea what this is about, just in listening to it? Indians. Yeah, this that song is definitely about, like, you know, the English coming to America mm-hmm. and taking away from the Indians. Yeah, I remember watching the video. I just, I, I think the lyrics here, like I said, they're so deep and dark and just like, you know, we don't give a shit what you say, we're taking this land from you and, like, you can go peacefully or we can fucking murder every single one of you. Like, it's... The, the, the lyrics are very, very deep in this. So obviously you guys don't like it, so I can go ahead and give my rating for it now. So, so far, this is the highest rating song that we've done, and it's an 8.9 for me. 8.1. Another 6.9. You know, it's funny, though, because as much oh, as Tristan over here is setting, saying that he doesn't like this song, it's They're all got, high ratings. It's still got an 8.1 from him. I've said it's this. It's a fucking, like, there's just too much going on musically to be like, this is trash. Yeah, well, and that's the thing with me is, like, people don't realize how good they are musically. They just, oh, Dave Matthews bad. I don't like him. Like, they're, I don't like a lot of their song structuring choices but well like all i'm trying to say at the end of the day is the fact that like the music is there and it's yeah. very very good so we'll move on to stay on the album so this is the first song that i was talking about of one of the two that i really am curious what you guys think about it's fucking horrible i stopped and got really really high I'm just going to tell you that out of knowing the other Dave Matthews Band fans out there that are probably going to hear this, I'm going to probably take a lot of shit 
for my review of this song, but I don't give a fawn rat's ass. I don't like this song. It's the second worst song. It's my second lowest rating on the album. Jesus. I, I do not like this song at all. From the opening riff, man, this song just grabs a hold of me and makes me want to fucking move. I did, I did really like the intro, and I, I did think that the riff and the whole intro was very catchy. I just that opening guitar or acoustic riff like it's, it's really really good it's very distinct yeah and Stefan in the bass and the intro on this one is great too man the little groove he plays during the verse as well is very very good it's very funky see I thought the song got kind of repetitive and very boring towards the end like I was probably four or five minutes in I was just I could not wait for the fucking song to end <laughs> I was just so bored it blows my mind I don't know he has these clave jam block cowbell fucking things that he uses quite a bit I do like the way that Carter uses those those are fucking sick but there was I know there's a song in here at some point that he's not actually playing that in the album there's some other is there another percussionist listed I've looked and I can't find, seem to find anybody else on percussion on the album yeah so I don't think it's the song I think it's Halloween that he does like there's some shit going on that he, he's not actually playing it it must be layered or something yeah so this is one of my favorite songs vocally on the album and it's so smooth and the lovely ladies on this is just wow the backup singing from them yeah. just does really really it does wonders to this song and the musical break after the first chorus into the second verse I think it just it kills it's really nice it adds a lot to the song the violin in the chorus is also really soothing yeah um, all the while that funk acoustic riff still going on during everything and the horns sound tremendous in this one as well and Boyd's violin is ba- it's back in the mix but it just adds a really nice touch to everything that's going on and then once again the music break after the second chorus with those horn accents is really really cool my favorite part is where the sax ends the song uh, yeah I did I did yeah. write that down I did write that the sax and I don't want my uh-huh. ratings to I was very strict with this album um, I probably could have been a little bit more lenient with it and I, I don't think the Dave Matthews band is a bad band I don't think this is a bad album but their vibe and just the whole jam bam scene it just doesn't do it for me and there was a lot of times in this album where i just like i found myself getting bored and it was hard for me to even pay attention to what was actually going on in the music all right what would you say <laughs> so back into the chorus uh, which once again to me dave's voice is, is really really smooth on this song and then the break on this again the breaks into the song are, are absolutely flawless in my opinion the little licks that tim's playing following the horns is great as well and then back to being it really really smooth uh to me this song's just one big party built into one song Leroy also has a great solo in this one with stefan adding a little something with those bass grooves behind it and then the lovely ladies coming in behind it all just sounds so great the outro to this one i could groove to for days on end seriously in listening to this i'm pretty sure i gave my neck carpal tunnel whatever the tunnel injury is for your neck whiplash yeah whiplash Whiplash. is it whiplash yeah i don't care i'm still grooving and i love the final (laughs) i love the final horn blare like you guys said at the end of the to end everything at the the end of the song and if this song doesn't just make you feel good i don't know what to tell you your ears may not work chance we'll go ahead (laughs) i liked the backup singers in the end and and the horn and the sax and i I love the way that the ending of the song did come together yeah the lovely ladies are great on this but uh, like i was just bored it was i I was yeah. bored. See, I, I got I, this is like I said, this is one of the songs I really needed to know what you guys thought of it. Six point seven, eight point one, nine point six. I fucking, God I fucking, fuck. I fucking love this song. That's the second highest on the Music Dicks reviews, right? That makes I, dirt. I gave dirt a nine point eight. Nine point six has to be the second. I could see like a maybe. I told you, like you right out of the gate because you like it. No, because this song to me fucking grooves like crazy. Not even like it that just good. Well, I mean, but that's just my review. Rapunzel's a better song. It's my rating. It's, yeah, but there's just so much shit going on. Not in that song. <laughs> it's it's my rating once again. And like I said, out of the gate, I know I'm going to take shit from uh, a lot of the Dave fans because a lot of people think this song's garbage. To me, I fucking love this song. I and mean, this is probably one of the first songs that I'd ever heard by them. So like, it, to me, it just grooves. After hearing this, like I, it was the first time I knew this is what I had to expect from listening. Did y'all like review three or four albums without me because I like last time I was in here <laughs> reviewing with you guys we were all really close on reviews and there were a lot of songs uh, under eight and see, under seven and now I'm I'm the only one that's like hardly giving eights well, on this album with the exception with the exception uh, of the Jamie Johnson album realistically I think we all were already fond of the bands that we were going to review or the album itself that we were planning on reviewing which is like with Dirt obviously you guys already really enjoyed that album and I came into it really fucking enjoying it as well there was one song on this album that I ever want to fucking hear again. Rapunzel? No. Uh, don't talk about it. We'll get to it. So we'll move on I've to the next said song it. on there. We've already there. talked about it. Oh, really? <laughs> so we'll move to this Don't Drink the Water, huh? No. The Last Stop. Yeah. You said you don't want to hear again? That's the only song on this album I want to hear oh, again. Oh, you want to hear again? Hmm, that's crazy. Every one of these songs are decently rated. You gave Rapunzel like a nine. That's what I'm saying. So you don't want to ever hear Rapunzel again? No. Wow. So we'll move on to the next song. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We'll move on to the next song on the album, good. which is Halloween. Why this 
This is the second song that I'm talking about with you guys. Maybe this one. This one's all right. I like the album. The, the next few songs is where the album starts to pick at, back up for me and where I start to enjoy it again. Really? That surprises me too, knowing what's coming ahead. The violin in this one's fucking eerie as shit, and I dig the hell out of it. The bass line for me. Like right I wrote bat, I yeah. wrote down the bass line, the intro of the bass line. Just yes. the mood for the whole song, like you could tell off the bat. And I loved like just the slow raunchiness that this song gave off. Yeah, the the horns and the, like the horn bellows that you hear on the horns really fucking adds. To the I mean, I feeling. would like pay a hundred dollars to see Dave Matthews Band live. I'm not saying that I wouldn't, but hearing their studio albums and listening to it, I I can't do it. I'm just that's the thing with me, man. Is like I, to me, I'm like you can't judge them until you see them live because that's where they fucking shine. Now, man. if we all, me, you, Tristan, Carrie, and Hannah, we all go to a Dave Matthews concert, we should review the car a concert review. Oh, that's, that's that's hard to do. I mean, it would be all off of memory, tins, but I feel like I would enjoy I would enjoy them so much more seeing them live. I know I would. Well, we, uh, we probably wouldn't enjoy it as much, but we would have our phones out the whole time trying to review each song as we heard them. No, I was just going off of just... Yeah, just memory. Yeah. I, I love how I get almost like a tribal feel. Like, yeah, I actually wrote that down. I wrote that down towards the end of the song that I loved the African vibe. It's just yeah. a very African vibe that well, the song gave off. And Dave's from South Africa, and that's what I love. Is, like, is he really? I didn't yeah. know that. I that makes so much fucking sense yeah, now. You you hear all these different musical just like impressions. Yeah, that's why he's all over he's the fucking place. Exactly, and that's another thing with his acoustic makes guitar sense. playing. People don't realize like his style that he plays is so much different than your lot of your acoustic guitar players. Exactly, there. dude. If someone would just reach up there and take the mic away from his face, I'd probably <laughs> give him all nine. Seether's also fucking from South Africa. Who? Seether. Seether? Really? Mm-hmm. They're, well, Seether's like, okay. Shit. I fucking hate Seether. They have like um, four good songs. They both are on drugs. The acoustic accents in the verse are really cool in this one too and I know this song either turns people off or you have like th- there's no in between on this song like you don't ever hear somebody be like oh, yeah Halloween's okay like you either like the fucking song or you hate the song and that's how yeah. it goes the musical break into the random drums is, is cool as shit and once again eerie violin I love Dave's vocal run at the end here once again adding that eerie feeling into the mix that's going on here I don't have too much to say else about this song I don't have a lot to say either other than the eeriness of his vocals and the African vibe made this song for yeah. me that's what that's what sold the song and what gave it a higher rating than the previous um, songs i will say that the violin sustain definitely gives it a very halloween vibe i'm not a huge fan of constipated dave constipated you mean like eddie vetter 24 7 uh, yeah kind of a little bit yeah. i mean dave matthews band is better than pearl jam so i mean well, yeah. I that 100 and twice on sunday but the thing is is why can't it be twice on tuesday it could be uh well i, I agree twice every day every day of the week but three <laughs> times really but the thing is is like dave's screaming that's that's what really like his screaming is really what does it for people like people will either hear no, that that's not maybe I'm... not for you but i'm saying like normal listeners will either hear that and they'll be like this is fucking terrible why is he doing that or they're gonna hear it and be like i really yeah. enjoy this and i also think that's probably another reason why my ratings are a lot lower than y'all's because i'm not a musician now i yeah. do like to think that i know yeah, no, a absolutely. decent amount about music like more than just casual listeners because you two are some of my best friends and do play music and I get to learn a lot about the whole music standpoint from you guys but it still it doesn't well, it, it can't do it for me Dave Matthews no, can't I, do I it get for it. me you have ears and you have maybe taste maybe if I was on acid dude if I was on acid I'd give every single <laughs> one of these songs a drug that's music the, that's the thing with music though is everybody has taste and it's just your taste aren't what's here and what you're hearing and that's just I mean that's just as plain as plain as can be uh, with that being said if nobody else has anything to add I mean I was in the middle of fucking saying shit, but oh, you were sorry. <laughs> yeah, sure was. I uh, didn't know. Carter's drum fills again are simple, yet technical. Barrio, 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 LOLOL. I wrote that there somewhere. Barrio. Yeah, I don't know. He's saying that at some point in the song. I'm pretty sure. You mean Barrio? Maybe Barrio, whatever the fuck he says. Barrio, Barrio. That's yeah, what yeah, what, yeah, whatever. Barrio, Barrio, Barrio. LOLOL. Yeah, we should change. This the is where he gets into the jam blocks and the cowbells, though, and yeah. he wasn't. Some shit is layered in there. I'm not sure what exactly. But yeah, for sure. But it adds quite a bit to the song. Uh, I liked it. I gave it an 8.3. 8.3 from Tristan. 7.1. 7.7 for me. I really enjoy this song. It's definitely nowhere near my favorite on the album, though. This is another song that people chase. They do not play this song very often anymore. And mostly because Dave can't handle the fucking screaming that he did when he was fucking like late 20s here. Number seven on the album is The Stone. I love 
the string intro here. The string intro is really different than what you've heard so far on the album, and I really, really enjoy it. It sounds like a movie score and not just like... Yeah, just the intro itself. Not even a normal here. song, not even like... It very much so sounds like a movie score. But you were just talking about the intro? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't even... I don't have a lot to say about this song other than I fucking love it. I really? love the intro. That's I, so crazy. I love his vocals. It's so um, crazy that to me that this is the song that you're saying that you really I love, love. I love this fucking song. Does that, does that strike it's you not, as random there, Tristan? I mean, out of all the songs on the album, this is the one that he really loves, he's saying? Not it's, necessarily. It, it, the rating is probably not going to show that I like it as much as the other songs because I didn't have a lot to say and there wasn't a lot that I picked out in this song, but I just, the overall vibe and the whole entire song, I fucking love it. The acoustic riff on this one is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. So fucking good. And the, actually, the thing that stuck out to me the most in the beginning was his vocals, and normally that's really? where I'm like, please, Dave, shut the fuck up. But <laughs> I, in this, I'm like, Dave, please keep singing. I, I love the way Boyd builds the song with the violin. It's There's really, great really dynamics good. here. Yeah, absolutely. Build up. Um, the sax after the first verse really breaks it up. Bass is really good in the song. Well, and I love the faint percussion that Carter does at the beginning of this. Like, it's not... It's not all over the place mm-hmm. to start here. I love how um, the bass drives the melody and not yep. the guitar or the violin, really. Mm-hmm. That's what I was talking about early on. Like You you see that Stefan really drives mm-hmm. a lot of these songs here. The uh, really killer cymbal work at like 5 minutes and 40 seconds. The bass, again, is Carter, really, really nice. Carter has really, really good fills on this one, too. Mm-hmm. Like, really good fills on this one. The sax coming in could lull you to sleep. I love how much the song itself is just orchestrated and much less about like energy or rhythm it, like it, some of his other shit. It's funny because the next line that I had here in my notes is it's the song's orchestrated. It's an orchestrated masterpiece, really, in my yeah, opinion. it's very orchestrated. Yeah. So, it's kind of off the top question. Where are the writing credits for Dave? Does Dave write the lyrics in his parts? Carter writes his own parts? Or does Dave write most of the music? How do the writing credits go? Well, I mean, if you look at the writing credits, yeah, most of them... a lot of the guitar work. Well, I mean, just for writing the songs, it's, it's, it's Dave all the way down, and then Boyd has a little bit on Pig, right? But mostly it's it's, it's him and Stefan Lassard. If you're a drummer and you come in and just put drums on it, a lot of the times you won't get writing credits. Well, it just kind of depends on how they break it up, to be honest. Well, I, I would assume that writer's meaning here is probably just like the bass song you know what i mean like yeah they got together exactly to the song and you'll find so rapunzel lot. to me because it's very like put together and very five four yeah Carter. and very much so i can see why maybe he's on that some of the other songs like but like i said stefan you're gonna see yeah, featured on a lot of these songs sense. he has a lot of writing credits in this stuff the, the outro in this one is, is very very beautiful and it just it's pieced together so well and uh they tie this song into a song by an artist that i fucking hate when they do this song live at the very end and i don't know if you guys caught on but when i hear it it's probably because I've heard it live but at the very end like the music that's playing out at the end I can't help falling in love with you it's an Elvis song I fucking don't like Elvis at all but they tie this into the end and like I'm telling you every time I see it live it makes me want to fucking cry like a bitch it's just so fucking beautiful um, how they piece it together I like that the song's really about letting the melodies and the harmonies kind of like breathe and do their own thing yeah and then all of it just gets shit on with a banjo at the end it really does I, I love how they're just little I fucking hate the outros on this goddamn album really? they're not all like terrible but they all take this just beautiful song Song and they're like, hey, let's just fucking jam for twenty seconds. Like, you know, see, what the I, fuck? I, I like them because they like weave you. It's like it's like a palate cleanser. Like, here's I look at it as like, and they do it in later albums. If I it look led at, into the next song. That's cool. But see, that's not how I look at it. I look at it as like, all right, the song's ended. That's that song, and then this would almost be the next track. Like, re, like PNP is to Rapunzel. You know what I mean? Like, no, because they don't all like lead into it as well. Yeah, like, no. Some of them are just fucking random. I'm just saying, like, it, I look at the little jam sessions like it's a track in itself, and then you would go to the next track that's how I look at them but like that's fair. it's funny because I was uh, just about to say like I love the little almost miniature songs at the end of a lot of these <laughs> tracks and it, they weave you into the next song on the album um, like it does in this one to me at least nothing else left to say we'll go ahead and give our ratings here give it an 8.9 I give it a 7.4 yeah it's funny because you're saying as much as you love this like it's 7.4 for you that's kind of crazy why is that funny I'm just saying like you say you okay. love it I figure so, love would be higher than a 7.4 a 7.5 to me is better than good I guess is the best way that but, I could put but it. But I wouldn't... I, but higher than 8.5 is better than great. I don't think, but I'm just... Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I just don't think that I would ever say, hey, I really love this song and then give it a 7.5. It's fine. That's his rating scale. It's his thing. But I'm just saying like... I mean, I can see that, but at the same time, I could see it the other way around. I can see you giving it a really high rating and saying, I fucking hate this song but just because of the, there's so much going on in it, but I don't... The other way well, around. I mean, that's, I where, that's where the you two are musicians and I am not a musician. You see, don't pick as much shit out. I mean, I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I'm just saying like, 
like unless I really I mean, fucking want to bang my head against the wall, like nothing's probably going to get below like a five for me because five's like middle of the road. A lot of terrible fucking songs. I mean, there's a lot of bad music out there that I would bump every day of my life. That doesn't just because I love it does not mean it's good music. And I'm not saying that this is bad music, but with my taste in music, the grading scale. So you're rating this person? This, yeah. That's how I'm rating the whole well, album because I'm not a Dave fan. I have to rate it personally. Well, yes, no. The way I look at it is like and we'll find it in a later review for me at least like you're rating it like you said because you're not a musician so you're rating it from feeling you're rating what you get from it and how you hear it just musically not like picking things kind out of, I mean there are there are songs that I'll rate where I can pick things out and that I will pick things out but it's gonna be very hard for me to give any fucking song above a nine well I'm just saying like I fucking hate Nirvana we know my take on Nirvana but there's a damn good chance that we could review a Nirvana album at some point and there I would won't be, review a Nirvana album I'm, I'm just sorry. okay well you can miss that I'm just saying like there <laughs> would be a good chance that there would be a song on the album on one of those albums somewhere that would get like a seven or something out of me even though i fucking hate the band like there's still I mean, a good chance that i would oh appreciate yeah i mean i'd probably I'm, there should be quite a few then they could hire than that i think so so you gave your rating yours was what a seven seven four seven four and tristan was an eight something right eight, eight nine. nine and mine's a nine oh so i'm just a step above tristan on this one next song on the album is crush bass intro jesus christ and this is on tristan and i's top 30 bass intros mm-hmm. the the bass intro on this one is so fucking good in my opinion followed, yeah followed by that pickup on the drums uh, by carter and Leroy's playing with boyd's violin is so so good almost sounds like a crime drama yeah no and it's funny because i later say in this and it's actually right here in the notes this song always puts me in the setting of like a smoky fucking jazz club in new york or chicago yeah yeah you know what i mean like just fucking everybody's like snapping uh, their fingers and shit but I see what you mean, like crime drama, like a black and white, like there's a fucking private investigator. I in actually it. think I was going to write that at one point and then just put crime drama. Well, Unless there was another song that reminded me we, of the Smoky Jazz Bar. We both related to it. We know what we're talking about there. So the little licks that Tim's doing on the guitar in the song is really, really good, too. And how Stefan's bass really carries the song. I mean, once again, Stefan's bass is, is more important than a lot of people realize to this band. The keys that are thrown in in here by Butch are really great, too. There's little piano parts here and there that I really, really enjoy. I can't believe I gave this song what I did. Yeah. Uh, the, music break, hate it. The, <laughs> the music break at 338 takes this song to another level, in my opinion. That's, uh, I wrote, I love the retardation in the middle of the song. Yeah, retardation. That's, uh, that's the proper fucking use of that word. <laughs> that's what it is, the retardation of the song. They, they, all, they all take is step. slow they take they all take steps down into slower time signatures tempos at the same time and it, it is a retardation that's what it's called okay this i'm yes 100 percent. the opinions of chance and tristan aren't the opinions of all music just because some institution <laughs> in the motherfucking 70s was like we're gonna call people below 74 iq retards doesn't mean anything all right before it slowly gods back into the spot it left off in the last two minutes of the song the, <laughs> the music of the conversation yeah i know right the <laughs> last two minutes last two minutes of the song the music break is, is really incredible to me uh they seem to add these little jams on a lot of their studio cuts towards the end of each song which I always adore because it takes me to the feeling of seeing them live. Tim's playing here is so great to me. So much feeling as as well in what Boyd's you all right? Yeah. There's so much feeling in the <laughs> stuff that Boyd's playing accompanying him. It really comes together really, really well to me at the very end of the song. The chord progression's pretty creative. The clean guitar's a very nice accent. Every song seems to have a very apparent theme musically, and I really enjoy that. That is one thing I do like about Dave quite a bit. Um, the dynamics structurally pull and push you. 2.30, the breakdown is heavy and back into the verse. Perfect example of like how it just kind of pushes and pulls you. Yeah. Everything is so seamless. There's really not, like, the transitions are not very acute at all. They're very, like, seamless and just yeah. melt into each other ends is kind of the same way it started stripped down and jazzy well here's the thing to me and I've always been because I'm a musician and so I was trusting like I've always been of the attitude like if my music or my original stuff can make you feel something whether it's hate whether you love it you're doing something right Yeah. and that's one thing that I can say about Dave like they always give you some sort of feeling like mm-hmm. they set the stage for you like you're reminded this song reminds me of this somehow like they just they, they, they give you a setting they're for not just writing music to write music exactly yeah I, I I don't have a lot to say about this song. Yeah. I liked it. There wasn't one thing that I could pick out that I loved, but there also wasn't anything in this song that I could pick out that I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't boring to me. It, it, it kept me interested and I, I can't pick out anything that I do like or don't like. Yeah. And I'm kind this of, album is fucking torture, dude. 
It's <laughs> fucking torture. Jesus, guys. No, I'm not going to say it's I mean, torture. But I there, gave it an 8.8. I'm still saying it's fucking torture. <laughs> there are several parts in the album that I do get bored that I don't want to hear, but it's not torture. For 75% of it, I did enjoy listening to it and, and trying to hear what you were hearing when you listen to Dave and, and why Dave is so beloved. I, I can't hear it. It doesn't do it for me. I just I can't believe the ratings that Tristan's given some of these songs and he's saying that it's torture. <laughs> like what, and what you said earlier, I do think a lot of the ratings... I do think a lot of the ratings that I'm giving are they might come they fifty percent of them might be coming from emotion yeah and what I feel or hear when I listen to it not necessarily trying to pick out every banjo part every saxophone part because I think that every single member of this band is a bad motherfucker dude yeah they are yeah, so they're in, incredibly talented so is fish and fish is fucking awful yeah, I don't like we're fish. not talking <laughs> about fucking fish right now we're talking about Dave Matthews but they're band. all crazy good that's anyway, what I'm anyway. saying I, I do love the talent of this band highly respected. I would I would pay two hundred and fifty dollars to see him fucking live. Swear yeah. to God, I would. But it's just jam, and it's just jam. He's like, I am not a fan of the Grateful Dead either. Nothing that the Grateful Dead, like Casey Jones, I fucking hate that song. Yeah. Really? I fucking hate that song. And I it's, it's that just song. it's just, just funny. The jam That's funny to me. me though. Not that's, that we're talking about the Grateful Dead, but like, songs, but like Casey Jones isn't a jam song by the Dead at all. No, like, actually, all of the songs that you've ever heard that are on a radio are they're the, literally yeah, the least complicated. I mean, I've songs. listened. I've listened to well, no, Grateful no, no, Dead albums, and it's the same. It's I have the same feeling about them too. I can't get in it. The only jam band but I like is Josh Casey Jones, yeah. uh, Friend of the Devil. Those yeah. are all like the most least complicated songs they Gray. have. And I really believe that's why they were on the radio was yeah. because anything more complicated than that. Well, I think that's why they put out their songs. They were like an equal, like they're good yeah, songs. Yeah, like, we got to make money somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all those selling acids yeah. dropping at the same time weren't making them any fucking dough. Uh, if there's nothing else to be able to say about the song, you gave it an 8-8, eight, eight, Tristan, is what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 9-1 for me. 7-1. 7-1. We're still above the sixes though. Mm-hmm. So like I said, the, this this section of the album really sucked me in and did more for me than the beginning other yeah. than Rapunzel so we'll move on to the next one on the album which is number 9 and that is The Dreaming Tree doesn't show it, but this is probably my favorite song on this album. It's not as high rated as Rapunzel, but I fucking love every goddamn thing about this song. I just want you to know that I'm going to have the same attitude that Tristan has right now when we're doing the Metallica. I movie. mean, I get it. He just looks like he doesn't want to be here. It's I a get it. Monday. Okay, but I thoroughly reviewed this and did it well. Did you do the same? That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm not saying that I didn't. I've already led you on to let you know what's about to happen when we review said Metallica album. But so. I loved the intro to this. I loved the lyrics. I loved Dave's vocals. The thing I didn't like was the repetitiveness of the guitar. It just, it was the same fucking thing I felt for like two minutes and it didn't do it for me. But I did like that that the repetitiveness of the guitar and the slowness of the music forced you to listen to Dave yeah. and his singing. That's one thing that I that stuck out to me. So we had said with Crush that it almost gave us like a smoky bar or like a jazzy type thing. This song right off the bat just gives me like a wintry vibe. I don't know what it is about it, but that's what I think about when I first hear the beginning of the song. See, I don't, I didn't, well, maybe in the beginning, I didn't get that wintry vibe. I got like a very hot summer day like Indian vibe from this song. I mean, I was like on the moon 30 seconds into Rapunzel. I don't know how the fuck you guys expect to listen to this album, but I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be baked as fuck. I, I wasn't baked as fuck. I might have been I the first time. Been. <laughs> I might have been the first time we record this, or recorded this. It might have been the first time I listened to it. Uh, Stefan on the bass, Jesus, I mean, he really just does so much for this fucking band. And another super strong song for Dave vocally to me. And I mean, I think you agreed with that, right, Chance? Yes. Very, yes. very vocally strong from Dave. Carter singing backup on this one is great too. And it's not even just his vocals, it's just the lyrics of this yeah, song. Yeah, no, the lyrics are very powerful the in this meaning, one too. The meaning and like what this song was doing for me was just, I, I wish I was on fucking acid when I listened to this album. It's just, dude, it's just pop music. It's just jazz. It's all like this shit is. I, <laughs> I don't think it's God. just that. But no, definitely like, not. But, but, but the thing is with me, and it's almost like Dave's, basically. Dave's found a way to write these love songs differently than everybody else writes love songs. Well, I feel like you never know what the fuck he's talking about until you sit there and really actually yeah, look no, at all the lyrics absolutely. and formulate it. Yes. I'm a Dave fan. I would agree with that, but it's like, all over the place. It's not like guy, girl, they love each other. We're holding hands. We're happy. No. Like, he writes these songs though. About 
Taylor Swift. It's like yeah. this rock, and then there was this river, and yeah. then they met together and yeah. fucked. But that's the thing, though. Now there's a waterfall. Like he he he, <laughs> yeah. pa- he paints you a picture. Like they paint you a picture with their yeah. music, and that's another big and, reason. And He's a good writer. His yeah, exactly. His lyric writing. I didn't actually like really interpret any of that into my ratings. To be honest, I mean, I love the lyrics and the way he writes. Much. I think he's fucking. He's yep. an insane writer. I, I would agree. I mean, I think he's a great writer, and I think that a lot of people, like you said, he's writing about a rock and a river and all this shit. But like, people look past that and they don't look into it or listen to what he's really. Yeah, they just hear a rock and a river yeah. and they're like, "This fucking guy." Yeah. I just wish when he started doing his, people just take the fucking mic from him. Like, shut <laughs> up. Sometimes there's a couple songs I'm like, "Yeah, dude, that's killing it." There's a couple. You know, it's so like, funny because obviously I know what us, are you doing, guy? us as a band like aren't Dave Matthews band, but I feel like I do a lot of stuff that Dave likes <laughs> or that Dave does. And, and chances, like, you, yeah. chances like, yeah, well, fuck you. It's not like I just got. <laughs> no, I mean I did it terribly. You can well, actually I, hit the. Notes. I think that the way that <laughs> but, the Crooked yeah. Roots implements. Once again, I'm not that, saying that we are Dave Matthews band, but yeah, no, but it's but not all I, over the I place. I mean, it's, I did right, in the I, right and that's one of the first things I thought. Of. I was like, wow, this Josh has a lot of influence from this. And <laughs> would you shut the fuck up or review an album? <laughs> And I and I the way that the crooked roots go about doing that compared to Dave is it's a little different for me. You know, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying like this is a, one of my biggest, if not the biggest, musical influence on what I do. I with feel like band. you hear it in spurts, but like you keep it. Yeah, no, I keep mean, it very rounded out. Yeah, I'm not trying to. You're be also Dave. covering songs too. You're not writing a bunch of even in your Dave covers yeah. though. Even in, in your it. Dave covers, you still keep it pretty rounded out. Well, yeah, and I think that at the end of the day, I'm not trying to. I don't want to sound like Dave exactly, but that's my inspiration is for a lot of the stuff. Yeah, like I said earlier, Carter singing back up with this one's really great to me. There's so much going on in this song musically. The outro on this one as well is really, really good to me. And the song transition from Dreaming Tree to the next song on the album, Pig, is an actual song they call Doobie Thing. So what you're hearing after this is a song that they would play live and it's called Doobie Thing. Anything else to say? Yeah, like a whole fucking paragraph. Oh, sorry, bud. The sax always comes in... long-winded, Tristan. The the sax always comes in creatively and resonates with the sections and uh, different sections of the piece, whether it be the rhythm or the melody or whatever. Or he leads the way um his approach in general is just nothing short of excellent it really is like this the sax player what's his name Leroy Moore fucking goddamn incredible that was like, his name he like, died um in the early 2000s he doesn't come and have the same approach constantly he's adding different things to different songs and it really is nice the bass riff to start off the verse is also very nice well see um, you were talking about Leroy real quick I just want to say like that's another reason why I love Leroy on the sax and all of this stuff he it's not like you just hear sax in there yeah like the way he does it is pieced together and put yeah, there for a reason exactly it's not just an added sax yeah it's not like oh they have a sax player yeah probably my favorite bass riff so far on the album Um, it opens up and then into another section this delayed guitar or organ panned on one side is awesome see a lot of times when they do this live they don't start the guitar part the um the intro acoustic part. Sometimes they, I they write start, stuff down and don't remember what yeah, the fuck I'm talking, about, talking about. I do yeah. that sometimes too. But like Stefan will start this song on bass a lot of times live. He'll like play his little intro on the, the bass line after that section in particular is really close to Teardrop by Massive Attack. I'd say I don't remember like what exactly what part that was. But well, the guitar you're fucking shroom, so right. I wish probably would have been <laughs> probably would have been all tens. The guitar complements the bass really well, but um Carter's cymbal work fills all the little gaps. Like along with the yeah. bongos, the guitar um actually picks up the bass riff or something close to it at least which is sick the jammy section with the tin whistle is also like very creative again carter's fills are just like intrinsic like he they're not yeah. the same thing like ever they're just very very creative um and musical he reminds me of danny though in a lot of ways like he hits his crash on the one of the next meter instead of the four like that's i don't i can't think of a great example well, but like, i think i've told you this lars before. actually does something similar sometimes I, I think i've told you this before like they 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 remind me of each other i think mm-hmm. i've said that before yeah, like, in you, a lot you, of ways, you should yeah. me these videos of him of Danny live and I'm like you know I, I get a lot of the same stuff that I yeah. see when I see Carter mm-hmm. hitting fills on uh, like three and four instead of like one and two yeah it's just like the way he does stuff is just very different yeah these outros though that are after the song seem again are just very odd I'm not I kind of just like remove them from every fucking part of the <laughs> review pretty much because like, this is just gonna tank the fucking number well to me and it's almost like and I understand what you're saying but to me like why what they to me they should have just made them an, an extra track because what's yeah after- that would make sense though. What's after this is Doobie thing, like it's an actual song, and like, yeah, it's just a little jam that they would do live, but they should have just put that as a track, and they do that in a lot of their later albums, like I had said earlier, but mm-hmm. th- that's what I would have done here. Okay. Yep, so all that being said, ratings? 8.7. 7.6. 8.9 for me. So me and Tristan are, are fairly close on this one. Here's another one that I'm probably going to take flack from a lot of Dave fans for. Number 10 on the album, which is Pig. Brother, shake up your bones, shake up 
fucking worst song on the Fuck album. Fuck this song. So, <laughs> Stefan's super strong on the bass on this one, though. Stefan's got really cool bass licks in this one as well. I like the little instrument parts thrown in here and there. I mean, what the song is about is, is it's beautiful. Like, the lyrics and stuff are, are beautiful. I mean, just, you know, you go out and make your own destiny and, and don't just sit around and wait for things to fucking hap- for, happen for you or to you. And I had to re-listen to this song more times than any on the album to really, like, give a honest, accurate rating to me. I don't, I, I didn't write much about this, and I'm probably going to take flack, like I said, from a lot of Day fans. This song, if, if I were to remove a song on the album and put another song of theirs on this album, Pig would probably be the song. If I could, like, take Dave Matthews' discography and find one song to completely erase from oh, Planet Earth, be it worse would be this one. Oh, no, there, there, there's, there's definitely, there's an album called Stand Up. Just take some time, some time, and listen to it. It's the fucking worst goddamn thing. Like, I hate every song off that album. Now, the songs on that album are fucking incredible live, but the way that it was produced and made that album is I, I don't even Tyler. consider that a fucking um, album so the violin and sax and the drums like all melting together in the beginnings really soft and elegant but I swear to god if there was ever a definition of wedding band music it would be this fucking band and this song to, like, to me like you were talking about repetitiveness earlier I think Chance like to me this song is just so repetitive and there's not like even with Tristan talking about these breaks and stuff you know what I mean like in the songs that are just randomness like there's nothing like that no. here and I want that it, it would change it all yeah. up yeah. And to me, this is just, it, it's super repetitive and it's nowhere near my favorite thing from that. There's some cool wall and phaser in there. Yeah, maybe I mean, both. I like the intro. I like the pace of the song. I like the tempo change in the middle of the song. Um, I like what they were trying to do with the message they were trying to send. And I like the bass line, but it just, it, it didn't come together well. And to me, kind of overproduced. Yeah. To me, it's just, and like I said, it doesn't do anything. The jabbering in it in the, in, at the end, like whatever fucking nonsense is going on at the end, I yeah. thought was the best word of the song. Yeah. Yeah. The bass line was the best part of the song for me. I yeah. mean, it, Stefan's the only one that's been dragging me through this album in the first place. Yeah. See, I, I had wrote that, you know, it doesn't really jump out at me like other songs on this album. And I, I don't think it's a bad song, but it doesn't jump out and do anything for me on this one. Once again, the little thing that they're playing after this song is, is another song called Anyone Seen the Bridge. And it's a little, you know, we're talking about what at the end of each song, there's randomness. Like, that's what this is another song. And I feel like they could have made it another song instead of just putting it on here. So all that being said, ratings 7.6 seven nine for me this fucking song is terrible yeah <laughs> fucking hate this goddamn song yeah, i'm not a not a fan we'll go to the last song on the album number 11 which is spoon Once again, I think they do a great job of pulling you pulling you in from the beginning. I'm going to do this all through the Metallica album. <laughs> they do a good job of pulling you in from the, the beginning, and Dave's got another great acoustic riff here, and I think that, you know, once again, Dave doesn't get enough credit as an acoustic guitar player. Like, the stuff that he plays is really, really He's a really clever. fucking good guitar player, yeah. honestly. So He's one, not just playing chords and shit. No. So there was one thing that, that actually probably stuck out the most for me for this album, and it may be a little too early to talk about that, but there was another stop in music and change of tempo in this song and that makes I think five or six songs where they stopped and changed the tempo and it's like dude pick something else to do <laughs> like you have that, done, that's jazz for you, you though, right? that six fucking times <laughs> like it, it just gets old um I didn't like the end every song on this album I like the intros don't like the intro to this song don't like his vocals don't like his lyrics dude I like the violin and the sax in this song and that's literally fucking it the jam well, blocks in the, the beginning the next thing yeah no I agree <laughs> the next thing that I wrote great horn accompaniment on this one uh, and Boyd on the violin like it works really well and it's funny because I know you said you didn't like Dave's voice on this one either like I think he's got really good falsetto parts on this in the chorus especially I know that Tristan's not a big fan of Alanis Morissette but I mean her voice just is, is fucking beautiful to me and it really does a lot for this song in that second verse you don't like it you don't like her, her voice in this I don't. I didn't even know it was her our, yeah, it's definitely her. Our listeners can't hear you making those faces. Yeah, I'm making a lot of faces. You really didn't like her voice in this. One thing, in you, this if you don't, in anything, <laughs> if you don't know Tristan, you will certainly learn that he cannot hide his fucking facial expressions. I I, I like Alanis Morissette, but anyway, Bella's banjo playing on this one too really turns the song into a different direction for me. And this is one of the two songs which uh, Alanis Morissette guested on the album. And the first time someone other than Dave has sang lead on any of the band's studio recordings. So this is the third album, and nobody else has ever sang like a lead part on their album but Dave. The break that they do after Alanis's verse is really good to me as well. Once again Tim's adding his little touches on the guitar and they're here and there and they're really nice to me. The end of this is is so moving to me. It's just like everything... (laughs) 
<laughs> what? You'll hear it in a minute. I'm reading my notes. Jesus. I just realized why I didn't realize she was in this song. The end of this is... See, I thought he was laughing at me because <laughs> I, I called it Fuck beautiful. you. The ending of this is moving to me. It's just like everything capsizing or a beautiful train wreck at the end of this. And her singing is, is so fucking chilling at the end of this. I really, really enjoy that train as well. Train wreck. Great words. I love the way the album ends. Again, almost with a transition out of Spoon into what is called the Last Step Reprise. So... Yeah, go ahead, motherfucker. <laughs> the way the sax and the violin were work together and panned in different ears is fucking awesome. I really do like that. The ac- the acoustic chord progression is also extremely creative. The banjo at 2 minutes and 40 seconds like freshens up the song quite a bit. It takes away from everything that was going on. The slide and the arpeggios he does are fucking killer. Then Dave's balls raise back into his chest and he sings a really high pitched for a verse. I'm assuming that's Elena's more set in that verse. Bro. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> I'm assuming. Hold on one second. That was loud enough. That's me dropping the mic because I don't know what else to fucking say to the fact that you <laughs> thought that Alanis Morissette was Dave Matthews singing in falsetto. Now, I'm also... What the fuck? I'm not sure if I knew it was... I may, I may have known it was another singer. And I just put that, but I don't remember. So it's very possible. I thought that was Dave still. But the snare rolls at like four somebody, minutes. Somebody doesn't read the liner notes of the fucking album. Fuck before no. they- the snare rolls at like four minutes accent everything really tremendously. Um, the song captures so many elements at once, but it's another like two minute outro this time. I don't. These fucking guys. Yeah, pretty much. For everybody listening, if you for some reason missed the last 35, 45 seconds, Tristan thought that the second verse on this song was sung by Dave, who had just had his balls kicked into the back of his throat yep. in actuality it's Alanis Morris. hey man hey y'all I could I don't yeah alright I stand by a statement I really do okay. I think she still so, sounds like Dave I, with, I, with his balls in his throat I, I think you're crazy I think Alanis Morissette has a great voice but we will digress so who the fuck is Alanis Morissette right you don't hear Alanis Morissette yeah is? you don't need to know it's no I don't know really? she important. is really you don't hear really Alanis Morissette is? no I really don't know who the she's fuck she is she's a lot better than what she's you're giving her credit really not important <laughs> It's, it's kind of important. She's kind of a big thing. Okay, well, um, you can tell me. We're almost done. Okay, let me think here. Just, just we'll do our ratings, our album ratings. Tell me afterwards. We're, we're literally like done in five minutes or less. <laughs> Who is better, Blind Melon or Alanis Morissette? What the- you were the one sitting here bitching about how fast you want to get these podcasts done. You're, and you you're, won't let us do our last reviews. Huh? We're done. You're like, no, you're, we're not. You're like trying to compare you getting your ass eaten to a blowjob. Like, obviously, one's better than, well, I mean, I don't know. It's, like you're okay. You're comparing two things that make no. What, what the f- blind melon to Alanis Morissette? Same time, same type of music. Like or not in the same, not necessarily same type of music. So I don't know that many other women. Can we singers give our Can we give our song and album reviews now and that get, are like Alanis Morissette because she's been the only relevant one in the fucking last twenty five years There's as far as that music. Definitely goes? a lot more. We Is can't, there? We can't do that. There's definitely a lot more. Can I say that? All right. So what's your rating? No what's your rating for spin? Four. I'll give it an eight point four. Six point eight. I love how Tristan's like this is torture, and every song got like a seven. Dude, or higher. it's not. Dude, it is technically great fucking music. It's not really torture. There was just a couple songs. I was like, dude, I don't want to fucking listen. I'm, to this I'm sorry. What was your rating, Chance? Six point four. This is a nine. Oh no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Six point eight. Six point eight. This is a nine zero from me. So in closing. Okay. So in closing, I do think that this is overall a good album i think the band is crazy fucking talented and their music is all over the place and i love that but dave ruins it for me if this was an instrumental band and dave didn't sing this album would be a nine easily tristan i really enjoyed listening to this album i really enjoyed diving into the different parts of like what carter's doing what leroy or leroy or leroy leroy LaRoy on saxophone. LaRoy or, you know, what Bella's doing on the banjo or Bela or whatever his name is. Yeah, Bella's not on the band, by the way, either, just so you know. I really enjoyed just kind of diving into the album. There was a couple songs that I was just like, I don't want to fucking listen to this, but this is what it is. I knew that was kind of going to be the case listening to a Dave album in general. It's just not my cup of tea. But, like, dude, the fucking instrumental work and just the musicianship, the way that he writes verses, his lyricism, everything about this album is good. Well, here's what I want to do. Obviously, most of you know where I stand on Dave, and I'll, I'll touch on that 
real quickly. Well, God, if you don't, in a second. Yeah, um, you've never seen them live. So, with all about that being said, I really want to do a live album. The first live album we need to do is a Dave album, so you guys can hear the differences, and I think Christ. that you'll enjoy it a lot more. Fuck you, Slipknot, Corey Taylor. Oh, he's so good. Um, no, I've never said that one fucking time. <laughs> anyway, uh, obviously, most of you guys know how I feel about Dave. I, I, I love the fucking band. D- Dave Matthews Band completely changed the way I listen to music and enjoy music. They are a huge point in my musical like progression like they really as a musician the band themselves helped me out a lot I thoroughly fucking enjoy them and to me this is their best album I don't know that you guys would agree with that because you haven't listened to any other Dave albums but it's, it's my favorite just saying it without rating every single album time for our album totals our complete review which as we said before is all the songs that we rated divided by the number of songs that we rated and for me it's an 8.71 Tristan doesn't know what his I is. didn't do mine okay 7.1345689 just kidding it's a 7.13 7.13 so still a lot fucking higher than I would have ever thought of if I had to guess it's gonna be about an 8.7 we're not guessing we'll be right back all right, let's try this again. Tristan, what was your complete review and rating of this album? 8.4. 8.49. So. Not bad. Pretty good, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So yours was 8.49. What was yours? 7.13. 7.13. And mine was a 8.71. So it's a total score of 8.11 from all three of us. Not bad. It's not bad at all. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Music Dicks. Tristan is now done with his torture, and we can go on to the next album Josh's Josh's torture yeah alrighty guys thanks for listening we'll see you again next time on the music dicks and don't forget there's enough dickheads in the world so why not be a music dick instead flashback to a few years ago everything was different everything was gold didn't have to worry about the money to get my fix and I'm kind of album is fucking torture dude